house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Yabbity, yabbity, yabbity. With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. <laughs> What's up? Bowl season rolls on, NFL Week 16. This is episode 176. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, no matter where you're listening or watching, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast. we appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Bowl season rolls on before we get into this week's bowl games, and we have one tonight, actually, and we just got some breaking news. Uh Bowl season's a blessing and a curse. We always said that. Take it with a grain of salt, especially these early games where the games don't matter. Frank Harris is not expected to suit up tonight. So UTSA, who we are all on. You're I'm on the Marshall team total under. Okay. Uh, me and Nick are on UTSA minus 12 and a half. That line has now plummeted to seven and a half in favor of UTSA. Frank Harris is probably not going to go. Uh, but who knows? Anything can happen. We'll get to that. Uh We'll get to the recap in a second. So, first week was brutal. Um, we'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so, I had a couple hectic days because I put a clip out of when we were talking Saints football with Derek Carr, not with Derek Carr, but about Derek Carr, and it went semi-viral. Um, we racked up a quarter million views, and the overwhelming consensus was that uh, people hate Derek Carr. He sucks. But he played good this week. Uh, I'm not going to take credit for it, but some people were saying I lit a fire under him. But then there's a there's a faction of Raiders Twitter, which some Raider fans would tell you don't associate them with them. They refer to them as the cartel, the Kardashians. Um. They love Derek Carr. I don't understand. Yeah, me neither. They love they love Derek Carr. There were a couple like real fucking losers that like one guy cut up a clip and put like pictures of Derek Carr's family and insinuating that I was saying like I hate Derek Carr's wife and kids. It's like, okay. Deep down in your heart of hearts, you know you're a fucking loser. Um but I mean, what can you do? That's what that's the day and age we live in. We we spend stuff and 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 there was a couple that were just like using the clip, going and looking. Like they turned into our biggest fans. They like lived on the YouTube page, were taking clips from other videos. Like they they must have went back and watched multiple videos. So it is what it is. Um the entire time I was like, just keep the video in the algorithm. Like what I mean. Yeah. Uh, they're over there talking shit. It's like, yeah, keep keep commenting, keep doing whatever, re- quote tweeting it, whatever you want to do. Um, but Derek Carr did go out, and uh, I'd say look like a franchise quarterback. Yeah. What'd you think of his performance <laughs> against the uh, the New York Football Giants? Yeah, I was impressed, especially the uh, touchdown to Kirkwood. Man, that's yeah. the way you got to play in the red zone. Yeah, I think two things can be true here. Like, I'm not biased. I'm not biased. Derek Carr played like shit all year. Derek Carr played great the other day. 
We'll see if he can do it again this Thursday. The Saints still control their own destiny. They can find themselves in the playoffs. But I think Dennis Allen's a clown for getting up the post-game press conference and in in the locker room after the game where he's like, we got to block out all that outside noise. So he's trying to motivate the team by turning them against the home fans. Like the outside noise is not the national media or he's referring to the booze. He's referring. So he gets up to the podium and he goes, I don't expect to hear very many questions about the quarterback play today, but I think it, I think it was very good. I want to go on record and say that. So it's like, are you trying to are you trying to demonize the the local media? It's like if it looks like shit and it smells like shit, you're not going to be able to be like, it's not shit. I swear. What what's the difference? Mm-hmm. If it's not actually shit, but it looks like it and smells like it, yeah. Well, so you're going to get on them. Just the way he handles it. it. This there's a reason Dennis Allen's not a successful head coach, and he won't be. But it's stuff like that. They focus on the wrong things. You're gonna try to you're gonna try to make them paint the fans, paint the media out to be the bad guys for what? Y'all looked like shit all year, absolute trash. Not what we're used to down here. But we can acknowledge the team looked good against uh, the Giants. It was pretty clear cut that we were gonna give Devito trouble. Mm-hmm. The only re- the only success the Giants really had on offense was him scrambling with his legs. And the Saints do struggle against mobile quarterbacks, but he's not really mobile. Like he's yeah. not like a he's not a dynamic runner. It was just kind of they would drop back into man coverage, and he and so uh, yeah, we got after him early and often. What seven sacks um, makes life easier for Derek Carr when he starts on the other side of the fifty every drive, basically reminiscent to the Panthers game. So we'll see. Uh, I tip my cap to Derek Carr. He played great. It, it, this is not a like make no mistake, dude. I, I've been a Saints fan my entire life. I said the other day, I was like, I'm rooting for the Saints to lose because, and there's people that will never root for the Saints to lose. I totally get it. I never have rooted for the Saints to lose before in my life. I don't see light at the end of this tunnel. I don't, I think this is just a minor um, step that is going to keep Dennis Allen around longer. It's going to just delay the inevitable. That's my thoughts on it. I want to see the Saints win the Super Bowl. That's the number one thing that I want to see more than anything when it comes to football. So make no mistake, uh, I've been a Saints fan my entire life. I will be till the day I die. Um, but I don't know that with what we currently have in house that we have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, now or in the foreseeable future. So, but the clip got two hundred fifty thousand views. So suck my dick, uh, all you fucking losers out there messaging dumb shit. One guy said, "Expect litigation for libel." <laughs> libel is the fucking written form of slander. Slanders the verbal. Yeah, it. I I can't get litigation for libel because I didn't do any, I didn't do anything libelous. It was slanderous, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even. I don't know, dude. People are clowns. The guy went in there and uh, cut up the videos and and was putting like thought bubbles above yours and his head, <laughs> where they're like, basically, he's saying like, "There's no way y'all agreed with what I had to say." So, did you disagree? About hating his family or about what? I never said, I, okay, I hate, yeah, see, he got him. He got him. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, he's trying to say I hate, I, I was, like, attacking Carr's wife and kids. Okay. Did you, is that how you interpreted it? I mean, I got to have to watch it back. What would you say in the beginning? 
Are, they we got were talking him. about Darren, David. Is that not his family? That's not his wife and kids. Those aren't his That's kids. His family, though. Those aren't his wife and kids. I don't remember if you said anything about his wife and kids. Yeah, I definitely didn't. Okay. This is how it happens. I don't. I don't understand. You just believe everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he was right. Maybe he was right about. What's uh, the question? I don't understand. He was trying to spin it like I was talking shit about his wife and kids. It was so clear that I was talking shit about Derek Carr's play on the field. David Carr taught his analysts and clickbait stuff with talking about benching Jalen Hurts because Marcus Mariota would give him a better chance to win. And then um, and then his other brothers just blocks everyone on Twitter and like tweets shit at Saints fans. Well, if you're asking me if I agree with Derek Carr's playing like a piece of shit and we should get rid of him, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was the that was the the gist of it. Good. Good. All right. What else? Um, I really don't have much else to be honest. There yeah. Were, I don't. I don't feel like there was really much that happened. Um, it was really just all mainly focused on bowl games. Uh, so we can dive into a recap there. It was a. Uh, it was a tough week. Tough start to bowl season. So, Georgia Southern Ohio under forty nine. It was three to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Georgia Southern didn't have a point in the first half. Davis Brin, David Brin, whatever his name is, the quarterback for Georgia Southern is horrific. He turned the ball over five times. Um, Ohio really wasn't doing much offensively until Georgia Southern kept turning the ball over and handing it, handing points to them on the doorstep. I, I don't know. I, it, this is just this was a typical bowl game where you start off great and you're feeling good, and then it just all goes to shit. So, a, a tough start. Uh, UL plus three and a half was the next one. UL should have won this game. They end up losing by three on a field goal in overtime. I I don't know. It was it was a tough one to. Uh, it was one of those like felt inevitable what was going to happen. That was the trending theme of this week. Um, but I mean, we'll we'll take the cover. They should have won the game outright. So. Miami App State, <clears throat> if there wasn't weather in the forecast, this was like an unbelievable amount of weather, then App State, offensively Miami couldn't do anything. There was, what the fuck is going on? Pause. What the fuck is going on? My bad. All right. Miami App State, it was, uh, how many fumbles were there? There were five lost fumbles, six total turnovers, but they don't even count the fumbles that got recovered. It was incredibly like. Yeah, there was like 10 or 11. Yeah, 11. Yeah, it was like 11 fumbles in the game. That completely negates what App State wants to do. Uh, Aguilar, obviously. Throwing the ball around, they want to be they want to put points up on the board through the air, unable to do so when it's a torrential downpour. So we had App State minus six. You had the first half under twenty three and a half. That hit easily. It was a uh, nine point scored in the first half. Yeah, didn't even get there for the full game. Yeah, that's true. Actually, twenty two points total scored in the game. App State had an opportunity. There, it was a scoreless fourth quarter when the weather really picked up. And I mean, if they could have found the end zone one more time, we cover. I don't know. It was just another frustrating one. Then we go to New Mexico State. Um, 
Jesus Christ, man. Fresno State absolutely put him on, put it on a Mikey Keene. I think he was like 15 or 15 to start the game. Uh, was on fire. New Mexico. There was apparently something that happened with Jerry Kill was pissed in the post game press conference. Did you see that? I heard about it. Something with, I don't know, the athletic director for, I don't know if it's like New Mexico or the Lobos. I don't know who it is, but he was pissed. Like they didn't get to practice indoors. Mm-hmm. There was, there was all kinds of stuff behind the scenes, extracurricular shit that was being pulled. That was, that was a problem. Regardless, I don't think it would have made a difference. Fresno State absolutely put it on them. Um, so New Mexico State minus three, uh, they lose by 27 points. Then in a game that was looking not great, UCLA minus three and a half, had to have it. Uh, they're down 16 to seven at halftime. They had, they were playing Schley. Schley was the quarterback's name. We thought it was going to be Garbers because he had time to kind of heal up from his injury. This guy Schley plays, who's mobile, but not really able to do much through the air. He was scrambling pretty well. He scrambles down the right side, ends up getting smoked, and then um, in comes Garbers. And the offense just absolutely picks up 28 points in the second <laughs> half. Uh, they outscore Boise 28-6 to six in the second half. UCLA wins 35-22. to 22. Once Garbers came in, this was a complete turning of the tides. UCLA ran him out the building. My lock of the week, the Cal Golden Bears, plus three. Started out good. Cal scored 14 points in the first quarter, and then they didn't score any points for the remaining three quarters. Um, Mendoza, I don't know if you were watching it. You probably were. Mendoza hyperextended his knee. Did you see that play? Mm -mm. He was scrambling. It was a good play, and he hyperextends his knee. And that was kind of when things changed. I don't know that it would have made a difference because Cal got a fumble on the opening kickoff. They had some lucky bounces in the beginning. Well, he hyperextended his knee, and he's grabbing it, and he comes off the field. Like, like I was like, oh, he's fucked. I, was, I think I texted you. Yeah. But it was actually the same play that Keaton Mitchell just happened with the with the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. and he tore his ACL. Looked identical. Well, Mendoza was fine, but he said, like, it scared the shit out of him because um, the reporter talked to him mid-game, and he said, like, it just scared him, whatever. I don't know if that, like, whatever shocked him, but he threw three picks, did not play well. They weren't able to really do much. Texas Tech kind of. Beat the dog shit out of him. So, another bad pick there. Oh, and then your lock of the week, Old Dominion minus two and a half. Um, if you want my live reaction, I put I put a video on Instagram. Old Dominion was up 28 to nothing in this game. Western Kentucky, in the dumbest coaching decision of all time, started. The head coach started like his nephew, who fucking sucked. And then, in the smartest coaching decision of all time, he sat him on the bench for Connor Veltkamp who proceeded to, in three quarters of play, throw for 383 yards, five touchdowns, and one pick. Um, Old Dominion had a 28 to nothing lead. This game ends up going to overtime. Old Dominion loses by three. They had three missed field goals. Two of them were blocked. They got to a third and 13 in overtime. Quarterback scrambles to pick it up. And then they get down to the one-yard line. You run bullshit plays three times in a row. They tried the the brotherly shove on third down, get stuffed, of course. And then fourth down, we're going to go for it. We're lining up. Big boy football. False start. Back him up. Kick it. Blocked. This one broke me. This one broke me bad. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Um, 
Yeah, I thought it was um, the fourth and goal that you talked about from the 15. That's inexcusable. But then in overtime, when they get oh, to the one. Yeah, I didn't even say that. I said that in the video. Yeah. What a – dude. It, it. I told him because we were shooting pool. I was like, it reminds me of the Duke pit, which that was worse because that was fourth and 19, fourth yeah. and goal from the 19. But it was the same shit. You got in untouched. Yep. How do you allow them to be – and they had single coverage on the bottom too. That worried me at first. I was like, you got one-on-one on the bottom. Yet the guy at the top of the screen, all you have to do to beat Old Dominion is just put a guy in motion, and it fucks him up. Nobody can handle it. Yeah. He will be wide open. I don't understand. It was a fourth and goal from the 15-yard line, and they they got the a wide-open touchdown to force overtime. If they don't get that one play, we win. Yeah, it seemed like there was uh, – I didn't get to watch the game in its entirety, but every time I would tune in, it was like fucking Old Dominion was getting defensive pass interference. Yeah, there was a there was a drive that it was fourth and one, and they tried to do the fake and throw. He overthrew him by a mile. The guy grabbed his arm a little bit, and they throw pass interference. Yeah. It, it shouldn't have been called. They scored points on that drive. There was a lot of fucking pass interference yeah. calls, and a lot of them were ticky-tack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then at the one in, in overtime, they fucking have the wide receivers damn near on the sideline and deuces. It's like you're at the one-yard line. It's bunch everybody up and fucking play, run the ball. Yeah. They're trying to run the ball with five linemen. Oh, it's dude, fucking th- so stupid. They tried to get cute so many times. They tried to do the little the swing pass, the swing pass to the running back, and he throws it. They kept trying that. And it didn't come close to working ever. Yeah. Anytime, it's like you, they would get down there, get down there, get down there, just running it down their throat. And then you want to get cute. I just, just stick to what you're doing because y'all suck. They're like, oh, Old Dominion's played the most one score games in the, in football. It's because you, that's why I said you have to be like okay enough to get a lead or to keep it close, but you also have to fucking suck mm-hmm. to allow teams to come back from a 28 point deficit. It was fucking heartbreaking. It really was. So I go two and five. Again, we have a play tonight that we gave out on last week's episode, UTSA minus 12 and a half. That will roll over into next week's records. So five, uh, seven plays will be credited to this week's record. I go two and five. We don't hit the lock again. I am ice fucking cold in my locks of the week. Um, so two and five brings me to 64, 64 and five, six and 11, my locks of the week. Um, we were on pretty much everything the same except the first half under for App State yeah. and Miami of Ohio. You go three and four, brings you to 45, 46, and three, eight and nine in your locks of the week. What was uh, your record, Joseph? Uh, two and six on the week. That brought me to 38 and 30 overall and seven and 10 in my locks. So everybody did fucking two and six. horrible. You yeah. bet two, ga- two bets on one Side and total on one. Yeah. Everybody got fucking steamrolled. This is what we said. This first week in bowl season is always the toughest. And lucky for us, the second week of bowl season this year is equally as tough. So t- yeah, take them with tougher. a If we tell you, like, we fucking love this game, then that's that. But I'll tell you right now, I don't love any of these. And I don't, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough week, but we're going to see what we can do. So... With that being said, we look ahead to Thursday, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. 
You have the University of South Florida taking on Syracuse, the future home of Kyle McCord, Syracuse. Yeah. Line currently sits at three, two and a half, give or take, whatever you, whichever side you're leaning, you can find either. Total, give or take, 56 and a half. Who feels good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm telling you all right now, there is going to be games in the future, which, what, I gave out Mizzou plus one. They're minus two and a half now. Yeah. Um, they're going to be games next week coming up soon here that I like quite a bit that we'll get to. This week's not one of them. This week is not one of them. So we'll uh, – all right, let me just th- – this is my thoughts. I could so easily be swayed. This is one of the tough. I literally wrote this is one of the toughest to handicap because, in my opinion, Byron Brown's probably the best player on the field. But USF dead last in passing yards allowed, 130th in the nation, 301.2. Both teams suck in the red zone offensively, but red zone defense. Syracuse is actually not bad, number 20 in the nation. I really I couldn't see much. Is Schrader playing? No, he had shoulder surgery. Okay, and so Del Rio, the backup is. Also not supposed to play. I'm going to take South Florida plus three, I think. I am too. Yeah, I'm on South Florida. It's in Boca Raton, which that did us really well, betting the teams in their home state last week with uh, New Mexico State, um, UL, which granted they covered. But um, this just seems like one of those games where, like, they're going to highlight Byron Brown and – I don't know. I mean, they put up 48 points, which Charlotte offensively is not good, but Charlotte does have a pretty solid defense, solid enough. So they put up 48 points there. It's when you go down to the third string quarterback, I'm I'm going to be hard-pressed not to take the team with, even if they were all healthy, I would still lean towards Byron Brown as best player on the field. Would you disagree? I Um, I haven't watched a ton of them. No. I've seen more Syracuse than I have South Florida, but I mean, come on, let's be honest. We South Florida South gave Florida Alabama. Florida. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> um, so is it going to be? I mean, third leading passer on the team is Dan Valari, tight end. For some reason, he's thrown it twenty two times though. Why hmm. is the tight end throwing it twenty two times? Um, only other listed quarterbacks are Luke McPhail and Braden Davis. Uh, both have only attempted one pass. Braden Davis is averaging negative six yards per attempt. Um, what I've seen is Braden Davis is uh, set to start. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Freshman, six foot five. Yeah, he went to. Uh, he transferred from South Carolina. Fuck. But he didn't play. Well, Tyson Famicon transferred <laughs> from fucking somewhere. <laughs> went to UMass. He stinks. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just look up and. <laughs> All right, so we're taking dumbfounded look. On we're going face. South Florida. Yeah, plus three. Yeah, the, their um, defense gives up yards, but on third down they're a little bit stingy. So we'll hope for um, them to give the whatever string we're going with here for Syracuse some trouble. Sixth, something like that. Okay. Um, does anybody feel good about that one though? Not really. Okay. Okay. The next one I do. This is interesting because I I have a strong lean in this one. All right, I've already placed this bet. Let me put it that way. Um, 
Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Let, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla. Gasparilla fucks me up every year. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Georgia Tech taking on UCF. UCF's four and a half point favorites. The total sits at 67 and a half. If you feel good, lead the way. I'm going to take the over. Okay. It's high. Um, this number's shot up. This was a much lower number to start. So people people have bet the fuck out of this over. Yeah. I think I think with good reason. Um, Georgia Tech, as far as the transfer, port, transfer portal, I'm seeing that starting edge rusher Kyle Kennard and starting cornerback Keenan Johnson are now in the transfer portal and start on the other side for UCF starting corner. Corey Thornton is also in the transfer portal with both teams missing starters potentially on defense in what already should be a high-scoring game. I like a lot of points in this one. Uh, Haynes King is a legit dual-threat quarterback. He can move the ball through the air and on the ground effectively. Um, and on the other side, UCF has one of the top rushing attacks in the nation, averaging 233 yards per game. And that's a great matchup for them going against Georgia Tech's third-worst rushing defense in the nation. Uh, they give up 225 yards per game. So, like I said, I like a lot of points in this. <clears throat> I'm going to take that over. Okay. What are your thoughts? Um, Yeah, I'm taking UCF and laying the points. Okay. I just think that their offense is uh, too good. Sixth in the nation in yards per play, eighth in the nation on third down. You look at Georgia Tech's defense giving up 6.3 yards per play. That ranks 117th. So, well, yeah, I kind of agree with Joseph. Maybe Georgia Tech can hang in there for a little bit um, and keep put some points on the board, but I think UCF just pulls away. I'm on Georgia Tech. Um, with the corner being out for Georgia Tech and all of that, UCF doesn't really throw it all that much. They want to run the ball, which they have the best running back for sure. Um, both teams are top 50 in passing yards allowed, but both are 118th or worse in rushing defense. UCF has the best running back, but Jamal Haynes is no slouch. Six, point, six yards per carry for Georgia Tech. I think we see Tech put an emphasis on stopping the run. Obviously, they're going to have to. I'd expect. I've literally wrote. I put. I said I'd expect more of a shootout than a defensive battle. But the lines. It. But the numbers come up too much for me. It opened at sixty-one. I also put defense is going to be non-existent in this game. Georgia Tech is definitely the worst defense on paper. One hundred eighteenth in total defense. UCF's eighty-fourth. Red zone defense is what worries me. Georgia Tech's one hundred eleventh. UCF is thirty-eighth. So. <clears throat> I do. I have been impressed with Haynes King's play, though, this year. Turns the ball over a little too much for my liking. They did drop 46 on North Carolina, though. Um, also, it's like I was looking at UCF's offensive numbers, and they definitely got pumped up with that 45-3 to beatdown on on Oklahoma State, which we were on the right side. I think we were all on the right side of that. So that was a that was a great day. I don't know. Uh, four and a half feels like just, I don't know, too many for me. for In a game where clearly they're not expecting there to be a ton of defense, I do think Haynes King will be able to put drives together. And I'm not saying Georgia Tech's going to win, but I'm going to take Georgia Tech to keep it close enough. You feel confident about UCF? Um, yeah, pretty confident. Oh, great. All right. Um, next 
is the 76 Birmingham Bowl. Troy and Duke. Troy's a seven and a half point favorite. Total sits at 44 and a half. Anybody feel good? Yeah. This one's going to be my lock. Okay, well, I'm taking Troy. I'm going to lay him with Troy. I, I think as well. you just look at Duke. It's kind of like they've lost the most out of almost anybody in bowl season. So, yeah. Head coach gone, starting quarterback gone, <clears throat> starting running backs in the transfer portal, starting corner. It's like everybody who yeah. starts is, is leaving. Yeah, definitely. So, y'all are both on Troy? Yeah, that's what I have as well is that – it's I can't comfortably bet Duke here with with how much they're missing. Uh, Mike Elko being gone, uh, Troy runs the ball, plays good defense. It's just like you kind of have to take Troy here. Yeah, it is a low number. Is it seven or seven and a half? Can we get a seven? That's what I was wondering if we can get a seven. Well, I fuck because I've seen seven and a half all day, but not exactly. Um, not exactly putting any suspense on my lock. But uh, some people just click straight to the lock, so they don't know. They don't know. Nobody's listening after this week that we just had. <laughs> um, but that's when we fucking get them. I don't see a seven. Okay. I'll, I'll lay a seven and a half as well. All righty, the Camellia Bowl. Arkansas State, Northern Illinois. Does anybody feel good? <laughs> I mean, these are the cra- these are trash games, man. This is what... We got to get through this week. Next week and the following week, we're going to have a run of solid games. So just hang tight. We throw ourselves to the gauntlet and we bet every game. I literally, we bet every fucking game. Last week was tough. Hopefully, we won't get absolutely bent over this week and we can get the ball to bounce our way. Arkansas State's three point favorites. Total sits at 53.5. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just going to take Northern Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> As am I. <laughs> Oh, just looking at like um, Arkansas State's defense, man, not not very good. Il- Northern Illinois on paper is better. I understand Arkansas State probably plays in a little bit better of a conference in the MAC, but I don't know. I'm not buying Arkansas State. Is there any reason, dude? We're gonna go back to Rocky Lombardi. He's like, no, he's he, like, is he not? He's like the retarded Bo Nix. Yeah, we well, can't say that that word these days, but um. He's been in <laughs> he's been in college football for as long as anybody. Yeah, back in his Michigan State days. He kind of looks like Bo Nix, too. Yeah, we've been Rocky Lombardi's probably played football longer than Bo Nix, and then just nobody gives a shit because he sucks. I'll go Northern Illinois as well, I guess. And he's got ten touchdown passes. That's pretty good. <laughs> he's got a QBR of thirty five. Oh, man. I'll take Northern Illinois as well. What is it? Three? Yeah. God bless. Don't, if anybody listening, don't, don't, don't take that. Definitely don't take the other side because it'll lose, but. All right, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. This one was interesting. I looked at this one for quite a while. James Madison and Air Force. James Madison's, you could get multiple different numbers, it appears. Um, two and a half down to one and a half, potentially. Over under 41 and a half. Um, I'll just go with what I, I wrote down. 
Uh, James Madison's kind of in the same boat as Duke. They go 11-1 and one as a small school. Next thing you know, the head coach, Kurt Signetti's off to coach at Indiana. JMU's had a historically good run defense, allowing 61 rushing yards per game. Many of those guys on the defensive side are in the portal, though, along with starting quarterback Jordan McLeod. But the rumor, don't know if you can trust it, but the rumor is that the majority, not all, but the large majority of the guys in the portal are planning on playing in this game, a one last hurrah, if you will, uh, for James Madison. Do we buy it, though? Yeah, I don't know. This is my lock. Oh, wow. How? <laughs> There's so much uncertainty. I, okay. I am on the under. I'm going to take the under 41 and a half. I am going to bank on... I'm going to bank on the JMU run defense to be as good as advertised. You haven't played a... I don't know. They may have played a, a special... Or whatever. A fucking army or navy or whoever but if they haven't then they haven't faced a run a running team like air force so but statistically it's it's i think it's just shy of being the st- statistically best run defense of all time mm-hmm. i think wisconsin had it at like 61 jmu 61 and a half so i'll take the under if all the starters play i would take james madison but it's a big if. I don't know if I you're relying on so much uncertainty because college football, they'll just tell you whatever the fuck they want to tell you. And nobody knows what's really going to happen except the guys in the locker room. And then they go, surprise, everyone's out. And then you lose money. So my play right now currently, I'm going to await Nick's lock, but my play currently will be the under 41 and a half. What are you taking in this one, Joseph? I'm on the under. Okay. All righty. Um... All right, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on the blue turf. Georgia State, Utah State. Utah State's two-and-a-half-point favorites. Total sits at 59-and-a-half. I'll go first. Um, I'm going to take Utah State. Lagos got hurt since then. Utah State's offense hasn't really been great at all. But Georgia State's going to be without multiple players in the secondary. But most importantly, Marcus Carroll's gone. 1,300-plus rushing yards, 13 touchdowns. Star wide receiver Robert Lewis is also gone. Um the leading rusher on the field, as far as I can tell, outside of uh, Granger, like the, the running back with the most attempts, has six carries all year. I'm going to take Utah State minus two and a half. Is Georgia State going to give a shit to go out to Idaho in the winter? It's going to be cold. Turf's blue. What do you do? I'm going to take Utah State minus two and a half. Which way are you going? You, uh, I'm taking you Georgia, love State. Georgia State. Georgia <laughs> State. Okay, why? I just think Granger kind of it's his I'm pretty sure it's his going to be his last game. He's a sophomore. No. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, he's a senior. It probably is his last game. Yeah. No. <laughs> no way, Jose. All right, so you're just you're just going with Granger? Yeah. They've lost a lot. I know. A lot like, of close ones. Yeah. To Old Dominion. <laughs> 25 to 24. <laughs> um, they lost to that shitbag Georgia Southern team by fucking nearly 20. All right, what are you taking, Joseph? I'm on the over. Okay. 59 and a half. I think that's the best I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there's question marks at quarterback for Utah State. I think from what I've seen, uh, third string Levi Williams might get the start here, but mm-hmm. I'm looking at the defenses. These are two really bad defenses. I don't think Georgia State will have any trouble scoring in this one uh, against Utah State's 105th-ranked defense, giving up 415 yards a game. But same goes the other way as well. It's kind of why I was uncomfortable taking a side. Uh, Georgia State's ranking 115th defensively, giving up around the same amount, 430 yards a game. Uh, even with both of the sides potentially missing key guys offensively, um, I still think that the defense has been so bad I could see a lot of points in this one. So okay. I'm going to go with the <clears throat> All right. So do you feel confident about this, or is this no. you just – Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely worries me. Uh, 1,350 yards and 13 Levi touchdowns. who? Williams. Oh. That's a good last name. That's a quarterback's last name. Caleb Williams, Doug Williams. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I like I don't feel strongly about this. Don't get me wrong at all. But you lose probably the most important player. Yeah. And Carroll. For to have that much production gone. And then have they had another like literally the guy who's going to be running the ball is like touched. He's they barely even let him look at the ball. And then you're without your top wide receiver too. And Granger, I feel like is so wishy washy because we've seen him like look mm-hmm. really fucking good, and then you've seen him look really bad. Like it, it, you don't know what you're going to get. But Utah State without without Lagasse is not spectacular. That defense is not great. It is a little opportunistic. I've seen. I don't know. I'm going to take Utah State with the points. Um, Blue turf, it's going to blend in with Georgia State's uniforms. They're not going to like that. So we go to the 68 Ventures Bowl. The University of South Alabama taking on Eastern Michigan. South Alabama, 16.5 point favorites. The total's 46.5. Which way are you going? Um, Yeah, I'm going to take the first half under 24. Okay. Um. Obviously, South Alabama, they have a top 25 defense in yards per play allowed and third down conversion rate. Um, On offense, it's like, is Carter Bradley going to play? He might play. He's injured. I thought I saw he was going to play. I hope he plays. (laughs) I think from what I read, it's up in the air. Um, They're without their top wide receiver. They're starting running back, and they're starting left tackle. Um. Eastern Michigan's kind of in the same uh, boat with their quarterback. I don't know. I have a question mark whether or not he's playing. No. He's out. Okay. Okay, so from what I saw, and you can correct me if you've seen others, um, Eastern Michigan's going to be on – his name is Ike or EK. I'm going to assume EK. EK Undengwu third, who is horrific. He's got a 46% completion percentage, no touchdowns, two picks. It is, let's see. Yeah, Austin Smith's out. Austin Smith, starting quarterback, is out. Their sack leader, Micah Coleman, is out. This is a team that is horrific on offense and horrific on defense. They've played one of the worst schedules all year um, in terms of strength of schedule. They're outside of the top 100 in like almost every category. They're going to start. Undegwu, Dengwu, the third. Um, the way I look at this is 
I don't see a path to Eastern Michigan scoring many points at all. It is a big number to be laying with, with South Alabama. If Carter Bradley doesn't play, that's going to be fucking really bad. I'm betting South Alabama with expectation that Carter Bradley is going to play. Um, You've got the 26-ranked run defense for South Alabama. I don't know how Eastern Michigan scores. I really don't. South Alabama is not spectacular. They're 6-6 six and six on the year, but Eastern Michigan is really, really bad. Really bad. I'm going to take South Alabama minus 16.5. Um, it is a lot of points. You're on the first half under. I'm going to take the full game under 46.5 as well. Side and total. Which is, I mean, kind of crazy to lay 17, basically, 16 and a half. And I guess take the under 46 and a half <laughs> as well. But I really don't think Eastern Michigan, I don't see how they score. I really don't. What are you, Joseph, what are you taking? Uh, yeah, I'm not really confident at all. I'm, I'm just going to go with Eastern Michigan plus 16 and a half. Okay. It's just like you just said, it's a big number. Um, But what I, I mean, what I have written down is. Uh, well, you, you can get a 17. Okay. Uh, Yeah, plus 17. I'll go ahead and say what I have written down. Uh, like I said, I don't feel really confident about it, but from what I've seen, South Alabama has a pretty good team, and they should blow out Eastern Michigan. But they've shown they can lose these types of games as they've lost twice outright at this season as a double-digit favorite. Um, by no means is Eastern Michigan a good team. They're probably the worst team in this these bowl games this year. But one thing they have done well is get some opportunistic stops in the red zone. Uh, they're ranking 22nd in the country in red zone defense. I'm hoping they can get some timely stops here to stay within that number. And then, like you touched on, Udengu is 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 not good. Only ability is maybe running somewhat. I'm hoping he can get him down the field to maybe at least kick a couple field goals, and they can get some stops to stay within the big number. Yeah. Another thing to consider too. This is actually a home game for South Alabama. It is in Mobile. Yep. Um. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. It's uh, <laughs> a tough one. Yeah. All right. The SRS distribution, Las Vegas Bowl, Utah and Northwestern. This is one that I've looked at for quite a while, and I would love to be swayed. Do you feel confident? No, I haven't Good. even decided. Great. I don't feel confident <laughs> at all in this one. Oh, we are fucking – we're trying our best. Uh, Utah Northwestern, just said it. Northwestern is a six-and-a-half-point underdog. I see Bryson Barnes is in the portal but also expected to play. Yeah, I saw I'm tired of these motherfuckers. Are you in the portal and leaving? Are you here to stay? Are you playing or not? Yeah. I mean, it's like he's going to get out there. It worries me because he's going to be like, ah, my hamstring's a little tight. Like, ah, I don't feel good, coach. I can't play because I'm not playing for you next year. Yeah, I think he still has a lot to prove, though. So this could be a, that is true. a game to show, to show what he has, you know, yeah. because – Rising's coming back next year, so I mean his chances here to play. Yeah, and he hasn't committed. Zero. He hasn't committed anywhere. Yeah, so this is that's a good point. This is kind of like a an audition, I guess. I don't know how Northwestern's really going to put very many points on the board, um, but I mean you got to tip your cap to David Brown taking over when Fitzgerald got fired, and the fact that they are bowl eligible. They won seven games. Kyle Whittingham's eleven and five in bowl games, but he's lost his last four. Granted, against good competition, Penn State, Ohio State, so on and so forth. Um, which way are you leaning, Joseph? 
<laughs> I might switch depending on what y'all say. I'm like I said, I'm not confident in this one. I have Northwestern right now. Um, not much to back up. Why? Um, I'm I le- guess really just mm-hmm. because like what with the coach coming in, like after all that's happened in the off season with Fitzgerald, uh, and this guy Braun coming in as an interim, and they ultimately gave him the job because of how well he did. Uh, I'm kind of just hoping he could fire the guys up. Yeah, I mean he's. It would definitely be a good story to come in, take over, rally off a bunch of wins. Obviously, yeah. this is his first bowl game mm-hmm. as a head coach. So he'd be going for a win, cap off a a, a a weird season, a roller coaster of a season, get eight wins. But are they going to be able to do it? I lean Utah. What do you lean? Um. Yeah, I lean Utah, but I think I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I mean, I was, 42. Yeah, I was looking there as well, but. How many, do we know how many defensive starters are out? Um, It looks like Utah is going to be without two starting safeties. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean, not that Northwestern's really much of a passing threat. They did just drop 45 on Illinois on the road. They rank 125th in yards per play. Northwestern? Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 I, I literally have down, there's nothing that really stands out about Northwestern, but they seem to keep games close all year long. Yeah. That's kind of the only reason, really, I'm taking them plus six and a half. Oh, man. Barnes can run the ball. Like, he's mobile. Nah, I mean, he's mobile enough, I guess. But, like, Nate Johnson was their mobile guy. He's out. Yeah. Ah, fuck. I'll take the under as well. Are you doing just side? I mean, just total? I'll do under 41 and a half. Yeah, I'm just going to do that. I guess that's all I'm going to do as well then. I guess I'll just stick with Northwestern. Plus yeah, I mean, if you're going to take the under in this one, I, I would um, I, I would think you got to kind of go Northwestern, I guess. Dude, this is a brutal week. This is a really bad week Yeah, for, like, trying to figure out who the fuck to go with. Uh, the last game on Saturday, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. Coastal Carolina, San Jose State. San Jose State's 10.5-point favorites. The total sits at 52.5. What? It's a fucking shit game. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like what do we I don't know. I don't know. Um I'm taking San Jose State minus nine and a half. Okay. It is a home coming back to the island for Cordero. That's pretty much it. Um I'm leaning under fifty three. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go under. Do you see a better number than 53? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, uh, McCall, he's been out for a while, but we, we've heard the news, NC State. Yep. Uh, the court, the quarterback, number two, guess, is not going to play? No. Yeah, and then they're pretty good wide receiver, that fast guy, Jared Brown. It's 
going to be out. I mean, I don't I don't know what Coastal's going to do here. Yeah, I don't know either. If I had, yeah, I wouldn't take Coastal with the points. Coastal's got to go far. Yeah, it's true as well. I'm Four sure I'm sure they'll go way early. Well, yeah. They're probably there now. Yeah. Um, well, they're definitely there now, but they've probably been there for a fucking week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll take the under. Then we go to Tuesday. So, again, just like this week, we have a game on Tuesday. It'll roll over to this week. These three games we're about to give you for Tuesday, December 26th, will roll over to next week's episode. Bowling Green and Minnesota. Minnesota's three-and-a-half-point favorites, give or take. Total sits at 39-and-a-half. What do you think? Um... Yeah, Minnesota sucks. I think Callie Manis is benched. Yeah, he's done. Or he's gone, he's whatever. Maybe done. he might have died. He's done. The third string's going to get the uh, start. He's yeah. got six snaps. Creamer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Minnesota, dude. Oh, These motherfuckers, five and seven. They somehow got a bowl. I thought you had to have six wins to get in a bowl game. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. So they don't deserve to be there, though. No, they don't, but... um. But that's you got to get six wins to play in a bowl. The only way to, for them to get six was to win this game. Yeah. I'll take Minnesota as well. I'm on Bowling Green. Okay. Any particular reason why? Um, How much turnovers they have or they've got no defense. Okay. They lead the nation with 27 takeaways this year. Uh, You know, with the quarterback carousel. In Minnesota, I like that number. I like that stat. Um, Creamer, I think, like you said, he's got he's eight of fourteen with two touchdowns and two picks. So, I think that narrative might come into play here. They can get some picks and uh, hopefully just move the ball downfield enough because Minnesota's defense is not the same, I think, as in years past. So, yeah. All right. I mean, anybody who's still with us. You're just watching three people just fucking struggle. It's Big Ten versus Mac. I'm never going to fucking take the Mac. Yeah, that's what's tough. That it, it. PJ Flack, I don't care if they were 130th in every, everything. <laughs> I trust PJ Flack to kind of row the boats here. Because a they, bit. Damn, they damn nearly are. They damn nearly are. Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, Texas State and Rice. Texas State's five and a half point favorites, give or take. 59 and a half is the total. Do you feel good? <sighs> Is JT Daniels playing? No, he's retired. Fuck. He doesn't want to play anymore. He's got too many brain injuries. You swear? Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's going to play quarterback? Padgett? Why do I know him? Yeah, Padgett. Where's he from? Where did he play before? He, I've seen, I've, I know this guy. AJ fucking Padgett. I must not know him. He's a freshman. I must be lying. There was definitely a pageant. All right, where are you going? I'm going to take five and a half with Rice. You're going to fade? Because it's a total fucking guess. <laughs> You're going to fade Ponchatoula's own? Hell yeah, dude. He did shit. But Texas State's defense just allowed 77 points to be put <laughs> on him by Arkansas State. Yeah, they have the... And we took Northern Illinois. They have the 126 ranked third down defense in the nation. I'm not going to fucking watch Rice pick up <laughs> third down after third down and third down and bet on fucking Texas State. All right, how long has Daniels been out? For a good bit. Let's see. Padgett played against UTSA and then got killed. 
But they beat FAU and they beat Charlotte. I'll take Rice as well. Sure. This fucking sucks. <laughs> what are you on, Joseph? Texas State? Oh. Good. Good. All right, the guaranteed rate bowl, the final game of what is going to be. Watch us win everything. That'd be great. We'll lose everything. <laughs> we'll lose everything. We're going to lose so much fucking money this week. It's like you're walking into a fire. You can see it. You're like, oh, that's that shit's on fire. That room is on fire. Why are we going into that room? And we just, no one's making us, but we can't stop walking. Guaranteed rate bowl, Kansas UNLV, Kansas 12 and a half point favorites. The total sits at 64 and a half. Um, I don't have much. I know my Ava's out. Uh, I kind of want to lay the points with Kansas. But I don't feel spectacular about it either way. I think I'm just I'm going to do it. I'm taking Kansas. Yeah, Kansas by a million. I'm laying it with Kansas as well. Kansas minus 12 and a half. I lean over as well. I think Kansas can put some points up on the board for sure. I think they're going to do the brunt of the scoring, the bulk of the scoring. Um but I don't feel great about it. I'd be lying to you if I if I said I did. So we're all on Kansas? Yep. All right. Uh, all we have left is our locks of the week, correct? Yeah. All righty. Most important bets of the week. Um, take that with a fucking grain of salt this week. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. Yes! <laughs> when they win, they go fucking crazy. All right, I couldn't be more ice cold in my locks of the week. This week is going to be the week from hell, but we're going to hope and uh, we're going to hope and pray. Troy minus seven and a half is my lock of the week. I pretty much gave it away earlier. Duke's paying the price like many other smaller schools who exceed expectations. Mike Elko is on his way to A&M. Riley Leonard is on his way to Notre Dame. Duke is going to be without their top two running backs, the bruising Jordan Waters and the change of pace, Yaquez Moore. Two of their top three uh, tacklers, Jalen Stinson, the safety, Doran Musai, the linebacker, starting cornerback, Brandon Johnson, uh, RJ Oban, their leader in sacks, Peebles, their second leader in sacks. They're without everybody. Nobody's left to play. I'm going to lay the points with Troy. We're going to hope. We're going to hope. And we're going to hope some more. Troy minus seven and a half. If you don't have any of your best players and you still win the game, then tip your cap to Duke. What can you do? Troy minus seven and a half is my lock of the week. Yeah, if every uh, if everyone plays like the reports say, James Madison's going to curb stomp these fucking first lieutenant motherfuckers. <laughs> All right? <laughs> All right, I'm taking James Madison too then. Yeah, James Madison minus one and a half. Seriously though, like if, if everybody says they want to play one last time, the reason they're transferring is because they're all so fucking good. Yes. So if they play, I'm not a big believer in Air Force this year. So I like James Madison a lot. Yeah, I, I like that if they play. That's the, yeah. big, that's the big if. Um, We've been saying it, or I've been saying it at least. Air Force kind of got exposed. They looked dominant, and then it was like, oh, mm-hmm. they're not that good. Uh, not as good as we thought. Are they going to play? It's come down. It, it was two and a half, so I don't love that. Did one guy say, ah, I changed my mind. I'm not playing. <laughs> then it's going to go to one because because one of the running backs is going to be like, yeah, I don't feel like it. 
No, these players, yes, they're going, like like you just said, they're going to better schools because they're good players, but nobody thought they were good. That's why they started playing at James Madison. So pay your respects. Um, one last hurrah. Let's go out on top. I'll take it as well. James, yeah, and a lot James of these Madison guys were on James Madison when James Madison was FCS. Yes. They transitioned to FBS last year. This is their second. Last year they weren't eligible to play in a bowl game. I don't know how Jacksonville <coughs> State was. Yeah. Yeah, they still weren't eligible this year. Who? Oh wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. What were they weren't eligible eligible to play in the conference championship? I guess yeah. I think that's what it was. Not obviously they're in a fucking bowl game. That's not what I meant. I think they weren't eligible to play in their conference championship. Yeah, they weren't. Which doesn't make sense. So, all right, Joseph, what is your lock of the week? I'm going to take Texas State first half minus three and a half. Um, like we just talked about, JT Daniels is medically retiring. Uh, he's going to be a coach now. Um, AJ Paget is going to start at quarterback for Rice. Paget has six touchdowns and four interceptions these past three games that he has started. Um, I found an interesting stat, and I like, and that's my reason on taking this minus three in the first half. Uh, Texas State has done some of its best work in the first quarter this year, and their wins, uh, they've outscored their opponents eighty-three to thirty-six. Adversely, they're one hundred and sixteenth in scoring defense in the third quarter and almost dead last in points allowed in the fourth quarter. So I like Finley and company to get off to a hot start early to continue that trend this this bowl game here. So first half minus three and a half. Okay. JT Daniels is going to go be a coach, huh? What's he going to coach them on when the, when the going gets tough? Transfer? Yeah. All right, that is our best bets of the week for a fucking crapshoot of a bowl week. Um, again, take it with a grain of salt. We got to have action. Because what else are we going to fucking do? What are we going to do? Read? Get shit done around the house? No. We're going to sweat out fucking South Florida versus Syracuse and watch South Florida blow a 35 fucking point lead. And we're going to do it because we love it. Um, That is our best bets of the week for college football. God help us. We're going to turn our attention to the NFL. So as bad of a week as we had in college football... We had that good of a week in the NFL, a much-needed, much-needed good week all around. A quick recap, and then we'll – oh, wait, no, let's recap uh, the bowl pick. Sorry. Boca Raton Bowl, give me South Florida plus three. Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, give me Georgia Tech plus four and a half. The Birmingham Bowl, the 76 Birmingham Bowl, my lock of the week, Troy, minus seven and a half. The Camellia Bowl, give me Northern Illinois plus three. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, give me the under 41 and a half and James Madison minus one and a half. Please play, everybody, please. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, give me Utah State minus two and a half on the blue turf. The 68 Ventures Bowl, give me two plays. South Alabama minus 16 and a half in the under 46 and a half. The SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, give me the under 41 and a half between Utah and Northwestern. Stay with me. Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. Give me the under 53 and a half. The Quick Lane Bowl. Give me Minnesota minus three and a half. The Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. Rice plus five and a half. And the final play, please. Kansas minus 12 and a half in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Go ahead. All right. I'm going with South Florida plus three. UCF minus four and a half. Troy minus seven and a half, Northern Illinois plus three, James Madison minus one and a half for the lock of the week, Georgia State plus two, South Alabama, Eastern Michigan first half under 24, 
Utah Northwestern under 42, Coastal Carolina San Jose State under 53. Minnesota minus three and a half, Rice plus five and a half, and Kansas minus twelve and a half. Alrighty. I'm going USF plus three, uh, Georgia Tech UCF over sixty-seven and a half. Uh, taking Northern Illinois plus three, Troy minus seven and a half. Um, taking the under forty-one and a half in James Madison and Air Force. Taking the over fifty-nine and a half in Georgia State and Utah State. Taking Eastern Michigan plus 17, Northwestern plus 6.5, San Jose State minus 9.5, Bowling Green plus 4.5, uh, Kansas minus 12.5, and, and for my lock of the week, Texas State minus 3.5 in the first half. All righty. There you go. That is our best bets of the week for the second week of bowl season. Say a prayer for us. Say a prayer for you. Um, but maybe this just might be the week where we get them. We don't feel confident about anything. And we might just win every bet. NFL Week 16, before we get to it, we'll recap Week 15. Like I said, a very good week all around. Thursday, Raiders minus three. Little uh, side note, I hit Samir White first touchdown. Told you about it, five to one. Came right back, hit um, Isaiah Likely 14 to one the other night. So college record, not good, uh, but the pocketbook is doing well. Raiders minus three, they absolutely blow out the Chargers. Thank God I didn't take the under like I wanted. Y'all said y'all were taking the Raiders. Um, uh, unbelievably dominant performance from Vegas. Saturday, Nick and I's lock of the week, the Lions minus five. Another no sweat, no doubt, easy winner. Lions beat the shit out of the Broncos like we expected. Then we had the Falcons minus three. I added it with you. This one was frustrating because this was a weather game. If the weather was not in play, I think the Falcons cover here. But the Falcons are stupid. Arthur Smith is going to be fired. He's not a good coach. He won't have a future in the NFL as a head coach. Bijan Robinson fumbled and gifted the Panthers a field goal. And then Desmond Ritter, you're driving the ball down the field, and he throws a horrific interception in the red zone. One of the worst picks you'll see all year. Uh, Falcons end up losing the game outright in a game that they should have had. Uh, Bills minus two. We were both on it again. Um, just domination. This was an ultimate spot play for me, in in my opinion. I felt like Cowboys have struggled on the road. We've seen it, but the Bills are playing for their playoff life. So you got to tip your cap to Josh Allen and, and Buffalo. They just ran it down their fucking throat. James Cook went crazy. And then uh, last night, Seahawks plus four. It was looking like Jalen Hurts might not play. And the next thing you know, Geno Smith's the one not playing. What can we get some fucking heads up? Can we can we stop like allowing this this Mickey Mouse bullshit of like who's gonna play? We don't know. We're not gonna tell you. What happened to like we're supposed to know? Yeah. Geno Smith was expected to be the starting quarterback and, and something with his groin, he didn't play. Jalen Hurts, they were talking about him being sick. He played. Didn't matter. Seahawks win the game outright because Drew Locke is the real fucking deal. Drew Locke should be the starter. Sit Geno. Four and one on the week for me brings me to thirty-eight and thirty-nine, eight and seven in my locks of the week. Uh, a very good week. Had to have it. You had four plays, all the same as mine. Yeah, except for the Seahawks. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we were on all this. Everything you were on, I was on. Yeah. You go three and one, thirty-one, twenty-three and one, nine and six in your locks of the week. You're pulling away in the NFL, uh, leading the way by a wide margin. Joseph, what did you? How many did you have? How'd you go? Uh, I had four plays. I also went three and one. Uh, weird week for me. I did terrible in college and 
good in the NFL. Um, I had obviously the Chargers, like you said. My um, play on uh, two plays on Sun, no three plays on Sunday. I'm sorry. Uh, Commanders and Rams. I took the Rams minus six and a half. Uh, it got close there at the end, but they were dominating that game from the jump. Um, and I kind of expected the Lions to dominate like you guys. I took the over instead. Lions damn near hit it by themselves. And my only loss of the week was uh, my lock, which was the Jags plus three and a half. That was frustrating. They got down to the red zone maybe five times with nothing to show for it. No three points, nothing. It was aggravating. Lawrence fumbles without even being touched. Uh, I mean, the Ravens have a good red zone defense, but it was it was just aggravating to watch. Yeah, they left a lot of they left a lot of points on the field there for sure. Um, alrighty, we look ahead to NFL Week 16, and this is this is a strange week in the NFL. Just like it's a tough week in college football, this is a this is a tough one to find games that you feel confident about, in my opinion. But we'll start it off with Thursday night, our beloved New Orleans Saints, led by the new and improved Derek Carr, who's playing with Jesus Christ on his side clearly because he wasn't able to do that. Uh, on his own. He must have ran by that church. The Rams are four-point favorites at home. Total sits at 46.5. I wouldn't touch it if it was a Thursday night game. And I feel like... I mean, am I going to bet against the Saints again? Who are you taking? Saints. Are you really? Yeah. And not because I like the Saints. Okay. I think this is like um, a total fade to Rams spot here. The Rams have been really hot. The Saints are kind of figuring it out. I think if this was any other team, I would for sure take take the uh, team playing the Rams here. But it's the Saints. I, I, w- I would love to bet against them. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Joseph, which way are you leaning? I'm going to take the Rams. Sort of, sort of with what he was talking about. They've been hot since their Week 10 bye. Uh, I think the Saints and Derek Carr – you know, two straight wins against bottom-of-the-barrel teams. Kind of just feels like a letdown spot for us. I hate betting against the Saints. Obviously, we just talked about it. We're all from here, and that's our team. But it's a tough matchup, I think. Our run defense has been pretty bad. I know we shut down Barkley, but on the season, we're ranking, like I think, like 24th, 25th. Uh, and Kyron Williams has been great since returning from injury. Mm-hmm. So I think we could have some trouble stopping him. Yeah, I – I lean Rams for sure. I don't know. We looked great against the Giants, but the Giants suck. The Giants are fucking bottom of the barrel for sure. And we know DeVito from his Syracuse days. Like, I wasn't expecting DeVito to even have the success that he necessarily had. Um, It's like, can the offensive line hold up? Because they did against the Giants, but the Giants... Don't have a spectacular pass rush since they got rid of Leonard Williams and all of that. And are we going to be able to get home on the quarterback? The offensive line for the Giants is even worse. The defensive line is not bad for for the Giants, but the offensive line is horrific. So we got the seven sacks and all of that, and you can sell out on Saquon because you don't trust that DeVito is going to be able to beat you with his arm. They don't have weapons on the outside to begin with. But the Rams, I mean, dude, with Cooper Cup back and Puka Nakua and, and Kyron Williams, they have weapons for sure. It's like, can the Saints do it again? You le- you obviously think yes. Like offensively, you think we're going to put points on the board? Or are you are you bet are you relying on the defense in this one? You think we're going to be able to? Stop? No, I th- I would uh, <laughs> bet over too. Hmm. 
But, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints. It's just for me it's a spot. I kind of think if it was as easy as betting the team that's playing the hottest, everyone would make money. But um, I Yeah, think that's fair. Both this just seems like it. a spot. Yeah, both teams are 7-7 seven and seven in the wild card picture. But I've been saying all year that the Rams have surprised me. And and they've been doing it without Cooper Cup. Now he's back. I do worry. Like, I'll take the over. I'll I'll take the over forty six. I I don't know. I'm going to because there's been spots where our defense has not looked good this year. Yeah, like uncharacteristically bad for what we've been used to the last three or four years. I don't know how much success we're going to be able to have slowing down the Rams, although it's not like Stafford's necessarily lighting it up, but he is playing better than Derek Carr. Statistically, I got to – I don't know. I don't know. I'll take the over. Over 46. Don't feel great about it either way. Um, Saturday, does anybody have anything? Uh, I don't think so. Is yeah, it, I'm not on it, either one of is those. It just one game? No, there's two. Okay, I don't think I am. Okay, um, I'm gonna take the Bengals minus two. They're saying that the Steelers are gonna probably go to Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I saw minus one and a half. Um, let's see. Was that earlier? It was uh, about three hours ago. All right, let's see. Yeah, there is a one and a half on FanDuel. Okay, I'll take the Bengals minus one and a half. Um, This is more a bet against the Steelers' offense because the defense is good. Will Jake Browning be able to keep up what he's been doing? It kind of came to a halt a little bit against the Vikings, but then they pull out the overtime win. I just don't know that the Steelers are going to be able to really do much offensively. You go to Rudolph, that's never good if you're going to the guy who had his head bashed in and has been out of the league ever since, and you're going to go back to him. It is a road game for the Bengals, but the Bengals' playoff hopes are still alive. Jake Browning has kept the Bengals' playoff hopes alive after all of this. The Steelers, I mean, come on. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals minus two. or I'm sorry, minus one and a half. Y'all are not on either one for Saturday? What's no. the other one on Saturday? It is the Bills and the Chargers. Okay, no. Okay. I have one more and then my lock. How many total do you have? Uh, One more than my lock. Same for you? I have two more and then my lock. Okay, go ahead with one of them. Uh, One of them is going to be the Bears, minus four and a half um, against the Cardinals. Um, okay. And they're back at home. Uh, after last week's tough loss, I'm sure you guys saw that drop on the Hail Mary. Uh, on the road to the Browns, I think the Bears can have a good game back at home here against a weak Cardinals defense. Uh, Justin Fields should be able to run the ball at will. And the Bears defense has been playing really well. They've forced 14 turnovers in the past four weeks. I can see that continuing here. Make Kyler make some mistakes on the run. So I like the Bears back home minus four and a half. Okay. This one, I looked at it. If I'm being fully transparent, I considered taking the Cardinals. I stayed away, but it is – I don't know that the Bears are really good enough to be laying four and a half against anybody. I do – if I was looking at this from a Bears betting perspective, I'd be worried 
how much of the rust is Kyler knocking off in these first few games back? Do we see him kind of have a little bit more success offensively? And then I also wonder, granted, Iberflu's coaching for his job, but the Bears, how many games do you want to win? Mm-hmm. You fucking are getting a worse and worse draft pick with each one. I understand they guaranteed have the number one pick because the Panthers are horrific, even though they did just win. Um, but it's like, do you want to – I don't know. That's the way I, I, I would look at that one. Um, four and a half, it, it feels – it's tough. But are you on this one? No. Okay. All righty, my one more before my lock is going to be – I'm going to lay the two and a half with the Seahawks. Whether it's Geno, whether it's Drew Locke, the Seahawks just got a very big win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Going on the road, I understand – the Titans are not good. The Titans are not good. I think they just lost to the Texans without C.J. Stroud. The Seahawks, if they can get some of their guys back on the defensive side of the ball, I don't exactly know what's going on there because uh, Tariq Woolen, who now is apparently going by Reek only, he took away the tar or the ta. It's Reek Woolen. He, they're not really playing him all that much, even though I don't think he's really dealing with much injury. Jamal Adams is a healthy scratch. Which Jamal Adams is a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like how like he he'll make a shoestring tackle and then he'll go fucking crazy because I understand he's been dealing with injuries and all that, or he's like talking shit to people where like he just got ran over. I don't know. I, yeah, I, that was one of the worst trades ever, was it not? Yes, from the Jets. Yeah, yeah, they gave up a lot. He was good. Don't get me wrong, he was good, but it's like they gave up a lot for yeah for a safety. I don't know. I, I'm going to take the points with the Seahawks, though. They need to get, um, I think Witherspoon was out, the rookie who's been absolutely lighting it up. They can get a little healthier in this one. The Titans, I mean, what are the Titans doing? Derrick Henry's seeing less and less touches each week. They're relying on Tajay Spears more and more. Um, the Seahawks just got a very much-needed win to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Titans aren't going to do anything when it comes to postseason. They're not going to make it. So I think the Seahawks are going to be same same as the Bills. They're they're fighting for their lives at this point. So I'm going to I'm going to lay two and a half with the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks as well. You are? Yep. Okay. Same reasons. Mhm. Yeah, whether it's Geno or Drew Locke, I mean, Drew Locke honestly stood in the pocket and made multiple good throws. So I don't feel bad either way. I really don't. So All right, let's see. So all we have left are locks, or you have one more and then you lock, Joseph? Yeah, just one more. Do you one more? Uh, Cowboys and Dolphins, I'm going to take the over 51 and a half. Um, it looks like Tyreek's going to be back in this one. Uh, although Miami's defense has been playing very good these past couple couple of weeks, it's been against weaker opponents. I don't see Dallas getting shut down offensively two weeks in a row like they did last week against Buffalo. On the other side of the ball, the Bills showed the recipe to beat the Cowboys. Um uh, Run the football. So I look for Miami to get Mostert and A-Chain going early, freeing up time for Tua to take his shots downfield. So I like a lot of points in this one from both sides, over 51 and a half. Okay. Just locks left, right? Yep. All right, most important bets of the week. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, Come on, come on. Yes! <laughs> when they win, they go fucking crazy. Somebody.
somebody sniffing my fucking nuts today. Cause I ain't got time to fuck around no more. Uh, I'm going to the Giants and the Eagles. I'm going to lay the six and a half in the first half with the Eagles. Eagles coming off of three losses. They kind of get to play the Giants, who we, we saw what the Saints did to them. I think this is a, a big bounce back spot for the Eagles to reassert themselves as one of the better teams in the NFL. So I'm going to uh, take the Eagles first half minus six and a half. I'm going to add that. I like that. Actually. I am as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's a good pick. My lock of the week is going to be the Indianapolis Colts going on the road to take on the Falcons. Colts plus one. Arthur Smith will be fired. The Falcons have too many weapons. They don't utilize them. They're they're one of the most um, just underperforming teams the last couple of years. The Colts with Minshew, I, I, I don't think you're going to get much out of their offense. I think they've pretty much plateaued with what you can expect from them. But Desmond Ritter is not good. Whether they go to Ritter, Heineke, doesn't matter. I'm going to take the Colts plus one here as my lock of the week. I, I just – when you lose to the the – Panthers the way they did when you were in the mix for the playoffs and all of that. I mean, how do you how do you get going after that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In, in in a in a NFC South race that is horrific. All the teams suck, but it was deadlocked with multiple teams right there, and you blow what should have been a gimme game. Arthur Smith's not good as, as a head coach. He won't be a head coach for much longer, and he won't be a head coach again. This could be the turning point where we see the Falcons implode. I'm going to take the Colts plus one as my lock of the week. They're five and two on the road. Um, what is your lock of the week, Joseph? Uh, Eagles minus 11 and a half full game. Uh, that's why I said I'm going to add Eagles first half minus six and a half. I like this one. It's a get right game for the Eagles. As Nick talked about, great opportunity back at home against the Giants to get back on track. We saw Dallas do it, even though I think they beat them early in the season as well. Um, Giants didn't look good against us last week. They struggled to get any sort of offense going. I could see that continuing here even against a somewhat struggling Eagles defense. Uh, but I, I expect Hurts to get back on track in this Eagles team to show why they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Okay. There you go. That is our best bets of the week for NFL Week 15. We're coming off of one of our better collective weeks, uh, betting professional football. We're going to try to do it again. So to recap Thursday, I'm going over 46 between the Rams and the Saints. I'm going to take the Bengals minus one and a half, the Seahawks minus two and a half, Eagles first half minus six and a half. I'm going to hop on Nick's lock. And then my lock of the week is the Colts plus one. I'm taking the Saints plus four, the Seahawks minus two and a half, and the Eagles first half minus six and a half for the lock of the week. I'm taking Thursday night, the Rams minus four. Um, I'm taking the Bears minus four and a half. Cowboys, Dolphins over 51 and a half. Um, I'm also going to hop on Nick's lock. Eagles first half minus six and a half. And for my lock, Eagles minus 11 and a half on the full game. There you go. That is our best bets of the week. College football and the NFL bowl season rolls on. We're going to try to do what we can do, uh, which is scratch and claw and hope and pray. Uh, Best bets of the week as well for the NFL. We're going to try to keep it rolling there. Episode 176 is in the books. Do you have anything to say before we go? Nope. Good luck. Again, this is a fucking tough week. This is a tough week in college football. I don't feel good about a single pick I gave you in college football. I'm telling you right now. Bet them at your own risk. I don't want to hear shit. I don't like them. I don't like any one of them. Even my lock. I hate it. It's the only one I like. Even this, I don't like it. I don't like any of them. Take them with a grain of salt. I don't want to hear a goddamn thing when every single one loses. We bet every bowl game no matter what. And we pay the price for it year after year. 
So you're going to see us next week. I'm going to be broken next week. Or we might just win every one. Y'all have a good one. Who that? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it.